Toxic Masculinity. Good morning. Am I on? Am I live? Are we good? It says that I've been on for four seconds. Oh, four seconds. Very exciting. Hey, Valeria, this lovely woman over here, has expressed some concern that her viewpoints aren't significant enough. Uh, She's feeling a little self-conscious about her performance on these shows. So please, throughout the broadcast, show her a little love today. I'm sure she, I'm going to get beaten later for that, but that's yes, all right. Yes, you do. Yes. Domestic abuse is part of a healthy relationship. <laughs> when, when, when it is issued by the wife. <laughs> um, all right. So, shall we get straight into it, or do we want to discuss fun, lovely things that are happening in the world, in well, our own lives, let personally? let me at least put... I'm going to get beaten later for that. Sorry. Oh, you're having trouble monitoring it? Uh, yeah, I need like five seconds. People are saying that they love you. That's nice. <laughs> I forgot to set up my headphones. So I can't hear you very well. Anyway, yeah, things are good in the Mr. and Mrs. Reagan household. Um, now, is there audio? I can't hear anything. Maybe that's just my own problem, though. Um, I will be posting some really great uh, Mr. Reagan videos coming up shortly. Uh, There's one that is going to drop, as they say, tomorrow morning at 3 a.m. Pacific, 6 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, It's about the Gina Carano fiasco. Um, I happen to know quite a bit about the Gina Carano thing because I watched The Mandalorian and I've seen some YouTube videos about her and about... Uh, the you know Disney Plus and everything going on behind the scenes there, so I made a pretty, uh, a way too thorough video about that. But uh, it, it's actually pretty interesting the politics behind it all. You know how SJW Disney's become, how SJW, um, you know everything's become at um, at Star Wars and all that thing. G- Audio is good. Valeria, can you speak? Yes, I can speak. Uh, somebody's asking, where is the cat? Well, he's in the bathroom again. So yeah, hold on. For some reason, I can't hear anything out of my headphones, so I'm going to have a, have a look real quick at this. Yeah, monitor and output. That should work fine. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. All right, well, we're going to skip the headphones today, and we're going to get right. The cat is done. <laughs> yeah. And well, you know who wrote this? That's Elena. Oh, that's your friend Elena? Yeah. I love it. Hi, Elena. How you doing? Uh, it's one of Valeria's close friends out here in Los Angeles. All right. So why don't we get to the news of the day? There's some pretty fun, interesting things going on in the world right now. And I think that we should probably talk about them. What do we have up on the docket today, Donnie? Well, the first thing is... Daily Beast editor who accuses Tucker Carlson of editing AOC's eyes to look more googly. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. <laughs> Had to admit he was wrong. Yeah, this is actually one of the funniest things I've seen all week. This was just glorious. I think I retweeted this. Um, this editor at the Daily Beast. You know, it, it's pretty interesting. This can, you whole show, can you show the picture? Uh, what picture did they... Yeah, let me sh- let talk me go about ahead because it's hilarious. I saw this picture for like last two years, maybe. 
<laughs> yeah, I know. This picture's been up everywhere, but I, th I think the left-wing media doesn't use it as much, and so people aren't aware of it. Let me switch over to desktop mode. Um, right, so this is the image here. Um, is it showing on the stream? Well, I the stream was there's a, little, a bit of a delay, but little, so this yeah. is the image here. You, you guys have all seen this a million times. Um, and this guy, Justin Barragona, has written. So it appears that Tucker's producers added googly eyes to AOC in this image. But the funny thing about this is that those are just her eyes. Yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it's been photoshopped at all. What's that? What's that noise? It's the cat is being crazy. How's he making that noise? There is a there is a thing like um, on the door that keeps oh, the door the from door it's thing. bouncy thing. Oh, we're gonna here. have to we're gonna have to tape that down or something <laughs> like that. Sorry, the ever the ever going, the everlasting drama of trying to keep my cat quiet. <laughs> I don't think it's healthy. Yeah, it's never gonna happen. Yeah, but it, what's now? Okay, so here's the thing about this. I don't think that you should use images that. Um, that make people look bad as part of a news story? I don't think you should. I'm actually against that. I don't usually do that. Um, I think with people like Adam Schiff, it's very difficult not to use a picture that makes him look terrible because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if there's any pictures of him that don't look terrible. Um, but in cases like AOC, there are good pictures of her, there are bad pictures of her. There's no reason to use a bad picture. Um, everybody, I would everybody has a good and bad picture, even me. Which is surprising. Not possible, darling. Not possible. This is the reason we don't show her face on video. <laughs> Uggo. <laughs> takes a lot of it takes a lot of uh, uh, confidence to say that your wife is ugly to an audience of clearly millions. How many people are on the chat right now? Uh, thirty-four. Thirty-four to an audience of thirty-four people. But uh, no, no, no. Uh, yeah, she has no self self uh, esteem issues about that, so uh, not not a big deal to joke about that with Valeria. Um, so anyway, so this guy he he did eventually figure out that you know <laughs> this was just a normal picture of AOC, and he kind of apologized. He took down the tweet, and he 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 was very embarrassed and everything like that. Um, so, so let me def defend Tucker Carlson for one second with this particular photo. First of all, I don't know that Tucker Carlson makes the edit editorial choices about what photos go on his broadcast. I think it's probably his producer or somebody like that. Um, maybe they were chuckling to themselves, put the image up. But the thing about um, this particular image, it, it kind of makes AOC look a little crazy. And a lot of the reason that we talk about AOC is because she says crazy things. So in this particular instance, I, I suppose if we want to stretch, if we want to be very generous, we would say that a crazy image of AOC is actually illustrative of the point that we're trying to make. Um, but normally I, I wouldn't do that. Even in this case, I wouldn't do that in the case of trying to say that she said something crazy. Um, I was actually, Valeria doesn't know about this, I was actually messaged specifically about this um, story uh, by somebody very, very close to AOC, one of the people that, um, you know, made her, I guess. I'm not going to say who he is because I don't want him to think that I'm talking about him behind his back and, you know, never speaks to me again. Um, we're not exactly friends, but we do have open channels of communication. 
But the point is that um, you know he was he was uh, criticizing me for posting about this, and he said this was a personal attack on AOC, and I. And I had to correct him, and I said, look, this is not a personal attack on AOC, at least on my part. I'm criticizing this guy, Justin Barang Bar Baragang Baragano, Baragano um, for, for mistaking the, her regular eyes for googly eyes, right? This was not, this is not an attack on AOC specifically. Sorry, my heater went on. I'm going to turn that off now. These live streams, man. See, this is why I don't do, I never did live stream before. I'm not good at this. Welcome to Toxic Masculinity, the least professional live stream on YouTube. I can't even get out, can't even get that out right. <laughs> um, but look, you know, it's a bit of fun. You know, you put up a googly-eyed picture of, of AOC. It's a bit of fun. It's, it's a little bit silly. It's a little bit cruel. It's not particularly nice, but, uh, but it's just a little bit of a joke. You know, you're using an unflattering photo of her. Um, but yeah, this guy's attack is really what we're more aggressively ridiculing. And, you know, maybe that's cruel as well. But the reality is, leftists are far worse. Leftists are far worse. If you write Donald Trump into Google or any search engine and you hit images, they're all unflattering images. Not I mean, just Donald Trump. You can Google, uh, like one time there was a thing when you can search for, you, you just type the word idiot. Yep. Or some or loser, mm -hmm. and you will get the images Donald Trump on yeah. Google. Yeah. That's yeah. what they're doing. Yeah, there's a lot of cruelty that comes out of the left. Um, you know, we saw when uh, Rush Limbaugh passed away. Uh, very sad day for all of us conservatives. The left viciously attacked him, and, and this is not. There was nothing really redeeming about that. There was nothing that would have justified that. It was just absolute and utter cruelty. And certainly we play around a little bit on the right as well. We, we make jokes and things like that. Uh, s some of us are more cruel than others. But on the whole, I would say that conservatives are the nicest, uh, really, the, ni the nice side. You know, we're the, we're the, yeah, the left pretends to take the high road, but they never really do. They say, you know, when they go low, you kick them. <laughs> you know, they are as vicious as anyone could possibly imagine. There's, this is the, the slightest viciousness i think that that you could imagine in politics posting an unflattering picture of somebody um but yeah it was just a funny story we thought that we would cover it it's not um it's not particularly uh oh did i forget to switch back i forgot to switch back to the the regular feed but anyway people are starting to post these uh <laughs> these images of other people with googly eyes you know doctoring the original tweet and things like that uh people are having a little bit of fun with it so that's kind of a fun little story uh do we have anything else darling today that is uh no that's it that's Joking. it all right that's the end uh, of the broadcast <laughs> well the next will be is as cnn is feeling the loss of trump and their ratings oh yeah oh this is a great story this is a yeah i was wondering what are they gonna do if there's like no trump in office yeah there was a lot of speculation about this before the election like if trump loses cnn's going down and, and, you know and it, they did. They did go down. Yeah, it actually looks like CNN may suffer for a loss of Trump. And I'm thinking, you know, th this is this is a little bit of speculation here, and this is maybe kind of extreme, but I'm thinking it's possible there could be bankruptcy in the future. I mean, why did Jeff Zucker decide to leave CNN? I think he saw the writing on the wall. I think he recognized that it was the it was curtains for CNN. I think it, I think that their time 
as a lucrative company is long over, and I think they're going to have to shut down or, or do something pretty radical in the near future. You look like you have something to say. <laughs> I'm just thinking how to express this idea. Well, if CNN want to go to the like their rating to go up, mm-hmm. maybe in 2024 they will say make CNN great again. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. All right, well, let's let's read a little bit of this story. This is a pretty good story, actually. CNN, or Trump leaves, CNN grieves. Network <coughs> suffers post-impeachment ratings dive. Fox News back on top. This is from the Washington Free Beacon. Article by Andrew Stiles. Uh, Donald Trump was the best thing to happen to CNN since Operation Desert Storm. The network's esteemed president, Jeff Zucker, understood that his target uh, viewers weren't very interested in actual news and successfully pivoted to nonstop Trump-fueled outrage. Yeah, think about that. That's actually a very good point. If your coverage is anti-Trump 24-7 and there's no more Trump, you got to figure out how to pivot to something else interesting really fast. If we go down to the bottom of the article, we see this... Um, we see this post by somebody by the name of Eddie Scarry, um, and he's, he's, he's tweeted, he tweeted something here. He's tweeted that uh, CNN Today has run about 10 segments on anti-Asian violence. Um, any anchor want to mention that every assailant on the video is black? Might have some interest if the, anchor, if the attackers were white, I think. Um, and that's, you know, it's an interesting point. So CNN uh, stumbled onto this story, and I've heard this mentioned by AOC, I've heard it mentioned by several other leftists, that there's now all these racist attacks on Asians going on at the moment. And it's like, yeah, but the racist attacks on Asians are all by black people. And this is something that I've said many times on the show. It's, I've been saying it for years. Uh, we do have a racism problem in America, but it's not coming from white people. It's mostly coming from black people. Um, certainly, I've met Asians who are racist. Certainly, I've met uh, Hispanics who are racist. But... But the black community, um, they seem to have a get-out-of-jail-free card when it comes to being racist. Nobody, nobody calls them on it. People even say you can't be racist if you're black, uh, things like that. And so there's, it's become a sort of cultural norm, and I think that their racism hurts them. We discussed that in a previous uh, live stream. But, um, but yeah, so uh, this guy, Eddie Scarry, I read some of his other tweets, and he counted something like 3,000... Mentions on on CNN recently. I should I should look up his uh, Twitter real quick and see what he said. Uh, let's see here. Three thousand segments he said about a surge in violence against Asian Americans this week. But there was something strange. Anchors carefully noted or carefully noted the race of the victims, yet studiously avoided saying a word about the race of the attackers. Uh, yeah, and it's 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 a little bit. Um, it's a little bit. I mean, it's it's what you would expect from CNN, right? It's uh, you see this this racism going on from blacks against Asians, and CNN goes, "We have a racism problem in America." Well, this is in fact a lie. This is a deception of the American people. To sit there and say we have a racism problem in America and not explain that it's actually a racism problem from black people, CNN viewers are naturally going to assume that it's a racism problem from white people, and they're going to. You know, and CNN knows that they're going to assume that. And so, to me, that's a deception. That, that's a blatant deception. Okay, what else um, did I want to say here? I want to read through this a little bit more. Let's see here. Uh, now that Trump is gone, banned from Twitter, no longer on trial, 
The Venerable News Network is uh, struggling. He writes news in quotations. I love that. Struggling to find a profitable source of outrage, as you might expect. Trump's absence from the national discourse has been terrible for ratings. On February 8th, one day after the... Sorry, one day before the start of... I read the word before as after. I've clearly lost my mind. <laughs> On February 8th, one day before the start of Trump's second impeachment trial, CNN led all cable news, averaging 332,000 total viewers and 483,000 primetime viewers in the coveted 25 to 45, uh, 54 age demographic. On February 5th, Two days after, there we go, there's that word, uh, after Trump was acquitted for the second time, Trump suffered a steep decline in ratings. The network averaged just 255 total viewers and 316 primetime viewers in total. So they went, they went from hitting you know, between 332,000 to 483,000 people just in their target demographic to 255,000 to 316,000 people total. That's a pretty incredible drop. Why are, you, why are you smiling? Come on, there's something funny. I want to hear it. I think our cat is getting more attention than we are. Oh, can they hear him still? Yeah. Not just, mm. not just people who are watching us can hear. The cats of the people who is watching us can hear our cat. <laughs> oh, my God. Something's got to be done about this damn cat. <laughs> I don't know. Is there, are there muzzles for cats? Can you get a thing? I well, I, I know there is a surgery you can silence your cat <laughs> for 100 bucks, I think. No, I don't think we're going to be doing surgery. Mm. That's crazy. All right. Um, let's see here. Fox, meanwhile, surged from third to first. It was the only cable network to gain viewers in the target de demographic, blah, 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 whatever. Well, what's interesting about that, I think, is that Fox is actually kind of hated by conservatives at the moment. I mean, I still watch Tucker, of course. I still watch The Five. But I don't really watch Fox anymore. Not not like I used to. No, you know, we, we've got we still Ma do. Huh? We still do. Yeah, I still watch The Five. I still watch Tucker every mm -hmm. day. Um, but you, you've got alternatives now. You've got Newsmax. You've got um, OAN Network. You've got uh, Mr. Reagan. <laughs> you know, I watch YouTube videos, stuff like that, because they just... CNN just... Ki or, sorry, Fox just kind of accepted the narrative of the election... I think a lot of Trump supporters found that to be a little disconcerting. Um, and also, another thing that's interesting, this is a sort of, well, that's going to be later. That's in a later story, but, uh, oh, no, no, this is it. This is part of this story. Uh, well, I can't find it, but maybe it's, maybe it's in one of the later stories. But Fox also struck a deal with Google recently to provide Google with news. Like, Google's going to pay them for news stories and stuff. Not Fox specifically, but it's Fox's parent company. Mm. But I find that very disturbing. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe I don't know how much... I don't like the idea with Google and Fox. Well, Fox is trying to survive. I understand them. Sure, sure. I just don't want Fox to, you know, start becoming compromised, like, you know, owned, basically, by CNN and MSNBC by the leftists. All right, let's move on to the next story. What do we got? Uh, Vogue magazine is helping Texans impacted by the winter freezy get abortions. Oh yeah, this is a weird story. Did you read this article? I I did. So, but I didn't understand. They they offered like we will pay for your abortion, like Planned Parenthood or something. Yeah, basically there's so Vogue magazine has written an article. 
entitled Five Ways to Help Texans Amid a Catastrophic Winter Storm. And they provide some helpful suggestions uh, for people who are looking you know, to help Texans, quote, struggle to stay warm in, in, in a state whose infrastructure simply isn't prepared to weather a storm of this magnitude. Uh, and they say because it can be difficult to know how to help from afar. So if you're having trouble figuring out how to help Texans, this is how you do it. You pay for their abortions. <laughs> it's not actually paying for their abortion, I don't think. I think it's paying for, like, travel to abortion clinics. It's kind of a... So if you want to get out from Texas for, like, a week... Just pretend you need yeah, help. Just, yeah, <laughs> they will pay for you to get out of Texas and get an abortion. It's crazy. I mean, if you want to help people, especially who have, like, babies, family... You can supply them with diapers because, for example, mm. uh, our friend, my friend's friend, she lives in Texas. Mm -hmm. She gave birth three weeks ago mm -hmm. and now they struggle. They can't leave the house. The house is cold, no water, right. no electricity, and they have a newborn baby. Diapers is the number one thing they need. They can get it. Amazon is not working. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, like... You can go and buy, like, stores are empty. And today, like, neighbor brought them diapers. Like, they knock on the door and brought them... That's amazing. Diapers. Like, if you want to help people, you have to, like, supply them with stuff. Don't... Yeah. yeah. That's a heartwarming pay, story. Pay, I wasn't expecting like, a heartwarming story today. for abortion. Like, what? what, what is this? Yeah, yeah. It's why would you? Why would you say that? And she says that her contributions aren't helpful to the show. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let me let me read a little bit further down here. Um, so they've actually offered some pretty good suggestions. They said, um, you know, there's a statewide food bank. Um, there's a blanket drive in Austin to to give people blankets. I think that's nice. Um, and then they also included it, the Fund Texas Choice, which is a nonprofit to help people get abortions. Um, it says, they, they write, due to inclement weather, many Texans are in need of reproductive care, who are in need of reproductive care, are being forced to schedule appointments and make new travel arrangements. You can help support the process by donating to Fund Texas Choice, a nonprofit that pays for Texans travel to abortion clinics. And this is just... Okay, so the abortion idea, right, if you really think abortion is a good thing, that people should be able to have abortions and stuff like that, okay, fine, right? I, you don't have to agree with me, you have your political opinions, whatever. Um, but I think it's very strange to set up, like, a charity to go in and help women kill their babies. But the this snow problem in Texas, it's mm -hmm. not for, like... A year it's like next week it's gonna be warm and everything I hope will be fine right but they didn't set up this nonprofit just for this this is a nonprofit that exists and they're and they're just including it in a list of nonprofits that you should give to specifically for the storm which doesn't make any sense at all but you know it's Vogue magazine they're like crazy radical left lunatics yeah I'm glad that I unsubscribed from them like a year ago or something I was <laughs> subscribed for Vogue I have like I see like 10 or 15 magazines right. I'm glad that I unsubscribed from them because I did not want to get Kamala Harris oh did they put her on the cover yeah yeah of course yeah of you course unsubscribe just before they get the no, Kamala not, Harris not before like maybe like a year ago or maybe less but I'm glad that it happened because I didn't want to get this magazine with Kamala Harris oh you did get that one no, I didn't. No, you didn't. You no, didn't. I okay. did not. No, that's the... Dodge Fortunately. 
Um, right, yeah, so, uh, look, I, I get it if you think abortion should be legal, fine, but it's a tragedy, right? I mean, I think most of us would, would say that if you are forced to have an abortion, it's a tragic thing. Um, this idea of trying to pay for people to do it, um, I don't know. To me, if there is a lot of uh, a goodwill and money and support for something like an abortion, um, I think that it actually encourages women um, maybe to not worry so much about getting pregnant because they think, oh, well, I can just get these services and it's not that such a big deal. I think that if it is something that is treated with a lot more, you know, a, a lot more um, importance, right? Something that is considered to be a severe trauma, something that is considered to be a bad thing to do, um, then perhaps women will be more careful and, and maybe not get pregnant so, so easily um, so that we would have to have so many abortions every year. But uh, that's not the way the left thinks about it. The left thinks about it as just this is, this is an ordinary medical procedure like, like getting a, a, your tonsils removed or something like that. I don't, the left is kind of crazy. All right, let's move on. Do we have a, a, a less depressing story? Well, I don't think it's going to be less depressing, but it's kind of sad. Um, well, the next one will be Democrats push legislation to prevent twice impeached president from being buried in Arlington National Cemetery. Right. Okay. Okay. This story pissed me off. There are these idiotic congressmen in the House of Representatives who have proposed this bill... H.R. 484. <laughs> uh, it says to prohibit the use of federal funds for the commemoration of certain former presidents and other purposes. By certain former presidents, they literally just mean Donald Trump. That's all they mean. It, and it's a stupid bill. It doesn't make any sense. It's unconstitutional. But they just proposed it to be dicks, I guess. I mean, it's almost like a joke. Like, I would imagine that this would be proposed as like a joke or something, but it's a very serious thing that they've done. This is not, there's nothing funny about this. Um, the representatives who have uh, proposed this or introduced the bill are uh, Miss Sanchez, Miss Schakowsky, Mrs. Napolitano, Mr. Danny K. Davis of Illinois, Mr. Carson, Miss Escobar, Miss Lee of California, Mr. Blumenauer, Mrs. Hayes, Mr. Gale uh, Gallego, I don't know who that is, uh, and Mr. Colony, Mr. Lowenthal, Miss, uh, Miss Williams, and Miss Chu. So, I, mostly women for some reason, but yeah, so this is the article that they have, or the bill that they've proposed, and it's completely mental. It, it's, it's basically, they're like, so the bill is like, if you've been impeached twice as a president, you're not allowed to be buried, or, or in fact, you're not allowed to have any honors no federal money should ever go to honor you ever in any way whatsoever. No buildings can be named after you. Nothing like that. Uh, but the big thing is that you, you can't be buried in Arlington National Cemetery. That's um, so what people are a little bit mo mostly outraged at, about. But it's really literally just because they hate Donald Trump. That's it. That's it. It's, it's just vicious spite. And the funny thing is, I, I've often thought about the motivations of Democrats and why they're doing certain things, because the, a lot of stuff they do is, like, pretty extreme. You know, like some of the stuff that... Like, the, the Democrats do things that I would never have suspected would be done by politicians 
when I was a kid. They're, it's so radical and so vicious. But I, I've been thinking that a lot of it must be because they're compromised, right? It must be because somebody's blackmailing them to do it or something like that. Because a lot of things they do are so crazy, it, it, it almost doesn't make sense. But there is, not, like, I don't think that anybody is compromised and being forced to propose this bill, to introduce this bill to the House. This is just meanness. This is just people who hate Donald Trump. And they, they hate him so much, they're proposing bills that will sp- create laws that will specifically target this one man. So they think it's, this bill is going to pass? No, well, well, it can't. I mean, it's unconstitutional. It can't possibly pass. Let's oh, read some of the comments. Unconstitutional? I mean, it's not really <laughs> working right now. Right, but the Supreme Court would Is would it constitutional to impeach the president who is no longer the president? Well, no. I, I don't know if that would have stood had they done it. But let's, um, let's have a look at some of the comments here. So this is from Gateway Pundit. Um, Pauline 20 says, Thank goodness these people are hard, work, hard, are, are hard at work doing the business of the American people. <laughs> uh, USA Escape Plan wrote, this is, this is already illegal before they even put it up for a vote. You can't target an individual with legislation. Uh, and it just goes on from there. Somebody says, spiteful people never get anything useful done. This guy writes, these people act like a bunch of grade school bullies. I mean, that is exactly what they are. I mean, these are adult men and women that have been elected to the House of Representatives in the Congress of the United States of America, and they're proposing bills that say, I don't like you. Freaking weird, man. It's, it's weird. I mean, this is like... It's not man. It's ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> it's ma'am. Uh, anyway, yeah, so people are just disgusted, naturally, as they should be. Uh, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. Democrats are vicious, vindictive. They lie. They're deceptive. I don't know how anyone ever votes for them. I, I honestly don't understand how somebody can look at what's going on with Dem- Democrats, how nasty they were to Rush Limbaugh, proposing bills like this not to, not to allow the federal government to be even remotely respectful of Donald Trump be, despite the fact that he's been they're trying to erase the fact that he was president right that's what all the impeachment is about they're like oh this was a mistake let's just erase this you can't erase it guys this is history it's done he was president sorry but th- this is how mental they are and people vote for these people for office it's crazy to me it's crazy to me all right let's, let's move on to the next story okay I'm Unlike- getting too riled up <laughs> Unlike Black Lives Matter, pro-Trump groups are not allowed to paint a mural in New York City. Oh, yeah, the mural one. Didn't they paint um, Black Lives Matter, like, in front of the Trump? Yeah, well, that's that's what a lot of this... So this is on Newsmax. This is uh, why Trump doesn't want to leave there. Huh? This is why Trump doesn't leave there? Because he doesn't want to just... <laughs> Deal with the people in New York? Uh, I mean... Can yeah. you see Black Lives Matter, like, out of your penthouse? <laughs> yeah, that's he moved just so you wouldn't have to see that banner. Yeah, I mean, there, is so many, there are so many angles you could go with uh, with this story, right? I mean, obviously, the hypocrisy of leftists, um, the fact that this is, I mean, this has to be, there has to be some kind of legal problem here with allowing one partisan group to do, the, do something and then not allowing somebody on the other political spectrum to do to do the same thing um i don't know maybe there is maybe there isn't but 
it, it does show the tyranny of the left. I mean, they are tyrants. Um, but the thing that, that I suppose I, I found the most interesting about this, the, the angle that I found the most fascinating, was the fact that this was a, a woman's group, right? Let, let, let me read some of this. It says, a conservative women's group cannot paint its own mural on New York City streets even after male D Bill de Blasio allowed a yellow Black Lives Matter mural to be painted outside Trump Tower. Um, a federal judge in Manhattan ruled on Thursday, right? This is a, a woman's group. Let me try to see. Um, they said that their sign was intended uh, to send the message engaging, engaging, inspiring, and empowering women to make a difference, is what they said. And, you know, obviously this this story illustrates how the left only really cares about their demographic groups that they pretend to care about, like gays or blacks or women or whatever, if they're voting Democrat. <laughs> if they want to support women's empowerment or whatever the crap that is, they'll do it only if it's a Democrat group, right? If it's a Republican group, then they hate them and they don't but like them at all. But it's a wom it's a women. Yeah. But, but this it's is a, it's a, it's not transgender women. <laughs> no, it's real women. Oh, that's, that's but that's but you, you, you're kind of getting toward the point that I, I wanted to make. That this is the angle I wanted to go, which was that um, could it be could it be that feminists start becoming conservative soon? Well, I don't think so. <laughs> well, but here's they why they might slightly shift to like. Um, whatever is in the middle. Like libertarian? Yes. Yeah. Well, let me explain what, what my thought process is here. Because I actually think feminists really caused most of the problems that we have right now, the political problems that we have right now. All right? Because a lot of this feminist theory, like postmodernist stuff, um, you know, the neo-Marxist ideas, a lot of these come out of the school of feminism, like feminist ideas, right? Power, power structures, Right. The power structure has always been male dominated. And so we need female empowerment. Right. This is like the kind of stuff they talk about. But a lot of the feminist theory has bled over into like race theory and stuff like that. And theory about gay rights and trans transgender folks and stuff like that. And what what inevitably happens with the left, because you've got this big patchwork of special interest groups. The special interest group groups are sort of low-level competing with each other over having a bigger slice of the pie. And I think that's probably why they look at the world a lot of times as like a zero-sum game. They don't think about it as the creation of wealth. They think about it as there's a limited amount of wealth and then everybody just takes as much as they can of it. It's not how the world works. People create wealth. You, you're, you don't have the right to just take somebody's stuff that they made themselves, right? There's not a limited amount of stuff in the world. There's an infinite amount of stuff. It just, you know, you just have to be creative and make stuff and inventive and smart. But anyway, I digress. Point is, there's this idea of power struggle, you know, power uh, structures and stuff like that. And so, so because so many of these other groups have become some, so much more powerful on the left, I think they've started to leave women out to dry on the left. Women are now the least important demographic of all the special interest groups, right? So they led the way in creating this system of hierarchies in which essentially now it's sort of like black trans people are at the top. That's now the sort of new thing, right? But it used to be black women. 
and before that, I think it was just basically women and black people were considered to be like, you know, supposed to inherit everything, right? White men, their time is up. Now it's time for white women and black people to succeed. But problem is they brought in gay people, they brought in trans people, and now there's so many people fighting for that, fighting for power and dominance that women are generally, women are actually being pushed down. There's sort of like the least important now. And that has become clear by things like this, right? Um, if a black organization wants to put a mural up in New York City, no problem. But if a women's organization wants to put up a mural in New York City, oh, no, 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 you can't do that. And that, But it's worse now because you have the trans thing on top of that. So now women are actually competing for space in the world with men who are saying that they're women. And so you've got a lot of women who are strong feminists, radical feminists going, wait a minute, what did we do, right? It's like they were playing chess against themselves and they didn't know it, right? They were playing a chess game and they thought it was against conservatives and they were being all clever and they're like, we're going to move this piece here and we're going to move this piece here. And then they, they, they found themselves in a position where they're in checkmate that they, they sorted themselves out. They put themselves in checkmate and they're like, ah, oh, crap, now what do we do, right? So women have actually eclipsed their own tragic story, their own power struggle by fighting for the power struggle of trans men. So now trans men are, are eclipsing them and black people as well with, with things like this. You can be, you can, you can, look, everybody, all these groups are just pretending to be oppressed. None of these groups are really oppressed. Some individuals have a harder life. Some individuals have a more blessed life. But groups in America aren't really oppressed. That's not really a thing so much anymore. But that's how the left tries to play it. And then what ends up happening is you have these different groups struggling against each other and, and the women are losing out. So I think it's possible. I think I've made an argument here that it is possible that women could start feminists, strong feminists, even radical feminists, could start getting red-pilled um, by their own, because of their own, uh, the consequences of their own um, activism. No? Um, when you were saying like woman and power, recently somebody asked uh, Jen Psaki a question mm -hmm. about like, how are you going to deal with this kind of crisis? I don't remember what kind of crisis, what exactly was the question. Uh, and Jen Psaki was like, well, well, uh, we have a we have a woman uh, who is responsible for it, like the politician. Yeah. Uh, oh, awesome! <laughs> That's <laughs> gonna solve this problem yeah, her just only because she is a woman. I think it was the um, <coughs> secretary of the treasury. Yeah. 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 Uh -huh. yeah, yeah. Well, we have a woman. <laughs> She's a woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like to point out that we have the first woman secretary of the treasury. So we are amazing. Which I'm doing another video. This is top secret, but I'll let you guys in on it. I'm doing a video on those who control Joe Biden currently. And I suspect that the Secretary of the Treasury may be connected to those people or may be one of those people. So we have to look into that. We're going to see about it. Um, anyway, it seems like the video's over. We've, we've uh, finished all of the news stories, but we're not over. It's not over, and I'll tell you why. Because it's at this point of the broadcast that I want to hear from you, ladies and gentlemen. I want to know what you think about these various issues. You can pick any of the topics that you like. You may have mentioned something in the comments before, but let's hear it again. Now, because this is a new channel, 
and I don't, I don't have, I'm not monetized. Um, there's no, no super chats or anything like that. So we're just going to have to look at uh, the, the comments as it is. And Valeria's just going to have to pick out questions and comments that she finds interesting. And she's going to go ahead and feed them to me. Valeria, do we have anything lined up currently? Well, in the beginning, people was asking why there is no two cameras. One for you, one for me. <laughs> well, I think I made it pretty clear. Valeria is not somebody you want to be looking at. She's only somebody you want. She's got the face for radio, I think they say. Sorry, I should only use that joke once per episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would say the reason is why, because I'm not always looking hair, camera, makeup, like, hair makeup ready like Chris is coming his hair and he's good to go I'm like I just I worked out I didn't wash my hair I have like this hair bun no makeup oh yeah you look awful jeez (laughs) my gosh I don't want to be on camera well how how am I gonna drink my beer if I'm gonna (laughs) be on camera guys (laughs) well I'll tell you what we did end up doing a um we, we ended up having a conversation about this and uh Valeria basically said that she was a little bit concerned that if the camera was on her, she wouldn't be able to be as natural as she is without the camera on her. As it is, she's very, she speaks in a very natural way, and I like it like that. I like the authenticity. Did you just no, show what? my Instagram? What are you you about? showed my Instagram, Chris. You know I'm watching the live stream <laughs> I, on my phone. I figure, I figure if they can't see you on video, they might as well just look at your you know, your perfectly uh, uh, framed Instagram photos. And I can vouch for this. This is actually what she looks like in real life. This is not just like photoshopped. So this is, oh, by the way, this is a good one. This is at Trump Hotel. I thought this was quite cool. Actually, after we took this photo, because this is like the bed covering stuff, I was like, oh, we should do this at every hotel. We should get like the sheets and blankets and do a sort of like, look at, make it look like a dress by the window. But we, we, just never did it. Here's Valeria in her Harry Potter days. <laughs> she can't see what I'm showing right now, so. Well, I have a delay, so. Oh, here's so. me looking all sexy. Look at that. But anyway, yeah. So there's, um, there's some good photos. I think I took, like, all of these. Pretty much all of these. Ooh, some of these are a little bit scandalous. I don't know if we can show some of these. I'm trying to find, uh, one in particular from Chicago that I loved. I can't find it. This was I think it was last year because we were in Chicago twice. Yeah, you know which one I'm talking about, right? Anyway, look at that girl. What a beautiful, beautiful girl. Anyway, like I said, face for radio. So <laughs> <laughs> we're not well, I, I, I don't mind being like next to you. I think that you mean be... you mean we should do it where you're sitting right here. Yeah. Why well, you not? can come on over if you want. Right now? Yeah, you look good. I told you, no makeup. <laughs> I, I was working out. Give She's me so self-conscious. It's bi- I've me- never met. It's bizarre. You know, if you get a regular looking give person. Give me a break, Chris. They're just like, yeah, whatever. I'll go on camera. They don't care. But if you get stunningly beautiful women, they're like, oh, I, I don't look perfect. I don't know. I don't, I don't think I can. Yeah. I, I, t- I tell you, women are just like that. I'm sure the Victoria's Secret models, same thing. Anyway, so that's that's me joking around with Valeria. <laughs> um, somebody asking, one with no filter. The pictures on my Instagram. Do you have one with no filter? They're all filtered a little bit by some, because you got to change the coloring. 
to make it look, you know, Instagram-ish. Photos are weird. People think like photos don't lie, but photos do kind of lie. Uh, one thing that, one way that they lie. I yeah, I have some. Picture. I have pictures with no filter, like this professional uh, that you took. Headshot. It doesn't have a filter. Which which photo is it? Uh, I had like a shorter hair, like the. Um, oh, this one. Oh yeah, yeah. That one has no. Yeah. No filter. And I even like and have no almost makeup, no even, no makeup. Yeah. So guys. <laughs> Yeah, that's nice. That's come a good on, photo. come on, man. That's where you just got a haircut, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So anyway, that's Valeria. Oh, this is an actually this is in Oregon um, by our beach house. This is uh, my family has a beach house out in Oregon, and so I took that picture. I love that photo. That's a great photo. That one obviously has a kind of effect that Valeria put on it. You remember this one? Yeah. Yeah, it's a good photo. Anyhow. Sorry, enough about our personal life and silliness. Any more questions? Anything else interesting by the, uh, the people watching? Um, Valeria, I guess this question is to me. How do we combat water fraud? Voter fraud. What? Well, you would like know. How, You're how, from how, Russia. <laughs> <laughs> how do we fight it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, can't, I can't answer because I came from Russia. So I wanted to ask you guys, how do we fight <laughs> voter fraud? But... Now it's like the same thing in America because I thought in America there's like, I mean, there is corruption, of course, yeah. but on a like big level. Like in Russia, you can bribe a um, police guy who stop you from speeding. Yeah. But you can you can do this here. Now look, voter fraud would have been a relatively easy thing to stop, I think, had we won, had we won the election. But because we lost, I think we're in big trouble. Because I think what they're going to do is they're... Look, um, the, the left wants to do everything that they can to ensure that they will always win forever. I'm actually doing a video now called The Left Has Figured Out How to Win, or something like that, or How to Rig the Elections. And, and so now they're, they're going to do it forever, right? I don't, I don't know exactly what the title is going to be. Something like that. But the left has figured out how to rig the elections now, and so they're always going to rig it, rig them. I mean, they might not be rigged in the, in the same way that we suspect they might have been rigged in 2020. <laughs> God, Lord, that cat's going crazy. They might not be rigged in the same way that we suspect they were in 2020. Um, I, don't, I think that the best way to rig an election is to rig an election legally. If you can, if you can set up an election um, in such a way where you legally win the election, but you've done so in, in a way that, like, because you've been able to get people to vote that maybe shouldn't have voted or something like that, um, you know, tricky way, like through, you know, tricky machinations, right? What, one, uh, one example, like, I think the best example of this is the mail-in voting, right? Mail-in voting... Mail-in voting permits people to vote who have no have no 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 business is the word I was looking for no business voting and and that that sounds like it's um, somehow exclusive or something like we want to exclude people from voting I don't want to exclude anyone from voting uh, I want to include everyone who wants to vote to to vote everybody who wants to vote I want them to vote the problem is. There are so many people who, who actually don't really care about voting that much, don't care about elections, don't care about this sort of thing. 
And one way to weed out the people who don't care is to have in-person voting. Because once you have some level of difficulty getting out of bed, getting dressed, uh, getting in the car, driving to the voting place, getting out of the car, walking to the voting place, filling out your vote, you know, the, the, the whole thing about actually taking the time, taking the effort to go to go vote, that's an important factor in the voting in the whole system. The reason that's an important factor is because the, if, if, if you have no difficulty of voting at all, it's like uh, Tinder, right? Just swipe right or swipe left on the candidate that you like or dislike. You will have a lot of people voting who know nothing about politics. And, and that will inevitably lead to people who are tricked into voting in certain ways. And so I think a lot of that happened in 2020. I think a lot of people were tricked into voting for Democrats, really knowing nothing about politics at all. And that's something Democrats really like to do. They know the more people vote, they can get to vote, the more likely it is that they'll win. Because people who don't know anything about politics always vote Democrat. Um, you know, and that, ha that, that, that comes down to good advertising. They've just been able to market themselves as like the good party, even though they're evil as all get out. Anyway, do we have any other... Uh, oh, sorry, you, you, you want know, to comment on that? You know what's funny? That in Russia, I mean, I voted once when I turned 18. Yeah. And you have to have your passport. Uh -huh. You have to have your passport to vote in Russia. Here, <laughs> I mean, there's still no freedom in Russia. Like, we have sure, one, sure. one guy for yeah. like 20 years, but at least... We have to bring a passport. No, like every single country like, in the world. It's like I think. A pretending that everything is so legal. There, there is. They're not even pretending. No, like almost every country. I think every, at least every first world country, every developed nation, uh, pretty much everybody requires ID. The, the the only reason we don't require ID in America is because because <gasps> his Hispanic people get getting hard time getting one. <laughs> is this the reason? Yeah, they always say that black people can't get ID. I'm like, have you ever been to a DMV? Nobody can get an ID. I couldn't get an ID <laughs> three times because they were messing up. Well, that's California. Well, that's just DMV, right? But my point was that everybody that works there is black. Everybody that works in the LA. This DMV is, is black. why the third time I got the wrong ID. Mm -hmm. I went to Armenian ID <laughs> and I was like in Russian, like guys, can you find out what is the problem? And I got my ID right. Oh, Armenians, good job, Armenians. You sorted us out. Yeah, I think I think DMVs generally are kind of known uh, as being in places of incompetence. They don't necessarily hire people who are good, you know, who are who are good workers. They they you know, it's a government job. Um, but okay. <laughs> but uh, but my point is, if you're if you're going to a government office which mostly employs black people, and you're black, I mean, unless black people are discriminated against black people, you should be able to get an ID. Okay, I don't understand that. That's how you get. Let's say you get your state ID. That's how you get your driver's license. Going to the DMV. So it's not white people discriminating against black people. There's no white people <laughs> working at DMVs. Anyway, uh, any more questions? Any more? Uh, uh, yeah, what do you think of the lack of attention to Texas storms? Kaylee's asking. Uh, a little bit louder. What do you think yeah. of the lack of attention to Texas storm? Oh, the Texas storm? Yeah. The Texas storm. Why there's lack of attention? Like, uh, 
Biden. Well, now, that, now that Ted Cruz escaped to Mexico, uh, there's a lot of attention. <laughs> yeah, like Ted Cruz escaped. It reminds me like while we were in lockdown in California and governor was like, don't leave. Don't leave California for <laughs> Thanksgiving. Don't bring your people yeah. here. Don't go anywhere. And he went to Hawaii. Right. But uh, no, no. That, so, but that's way worse, I think. That's Yeah, that's way because worse. Because Gavin Newsom because was basically like Ted locking everybody say, in their uh, house Ted, and then he was going on vacation. Ted Cruz, he's not the governor. He's a senator. Well, okay, so yeah, that that's my answer to that, really. I mean, it's not the answer to the question that was asked, but I would say, with with regard to Ted Cruz, he's a sen- he's a senator. I don't know how much that he's actually capable of of doing in terms of orchestrating some kind of effective relief of the people of of Texas. I think that's due to city and state governments, right? And especially uh, the president, what what is Biden doing instead of trying to help Texas? He is sitting and thinking, oh, how do we spend more money? How do we spend? Where do we put more money? Oh, let's pay reparations. No, no, I think Biden's handlers are thinking that. Biden's thinking, should I eat a banana or should I eat a piece of toast? No, no, no. Yesterday on <laughs> CNN, um, I think it was CNN, it was an article. Biden go to bed earlier, like, yeah, like 6 p.m., like watching a fireplace. Yeah, old people go to bed early. We know that. You don't need to write an article about that. <laughs> Was it really an article like that? You need to send me that. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah, there was an article about like how Biden likes to watch fireplace and going to bed at early. Well, maybe that'll be on the program tomorrow. The article from CNN about how Joe Biden likes I'll to go to bed to early. <laughs> I literally just got this is crazy. Recall government governor and uh, like me no talk so good. Recall Governor Gavin Newsom petition signature status unknown. Update your status today by visiting. So they're, I'm getting texts now. They're saying, like, make sure your, your signature is valid. We've all, of course, signed the petition. Too. Well, I did sign, but I still didn't get anything. Am I even allowed to sign? Because I'm not the U.S. citizen. She never signed. I didn't know. I, no, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> did you sign it? I think so. No, I wouldn't have let you, I don't think. Well, that's for my phone number. I remember. Name. I remember very distinctly them giving me it, and I and I telling them that she, that you couldn't sign it when we were at one of the Trump rally. Ah, uh, yeah. Things. Well, it was a long time ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago. About a year ago, maybe. Anyway, do we have any more questions uh, or comments? Anything interesting? Well, let's see. Are you? to planning on being active on parlor again now that it's back oh definitely yeah we're gonna go i was checking my parlor still doesn't work. we were having some trouble getting on but i i was able to log in finally today on the computer i don't know about the phone we'll we'll have to work that out anything else comments questions concerns criticisms i'm looking Uh, when will you put a cat camera on your live stream (laughs) we might have to do that we have to switch to the cat cam see how how aston's doing we would actually better let him out we're at three minutes until closing till the show's over and actually i would say that we we had some trouble when we started because we our show was too quick then our show was too long and uh right this episode i think we've got just right uh there's a question from eric Ramsey, Ramsey, Eric Ramsey. Okay. Ramsey. What do you think of um, merger? Merger. I'm not sure how to pronounce this. Taylor Greeny being banned from CPAC. Oh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yeah, yeah. Major. What? What is this? <coughs> She's um, 
she was just elected uh, as a representative, and uh, she said some sort of Q stuff and oh, uh, no. some other things that were, uh, I think, about some uh, kids at a shooting. You know, the um, yeah, some of the stuff that uh, they used to talk about on Infowars, and and um, you know, she's obviously a fan of of Infowars, and she's repeating some of that stuff. Which some of it's, most of the stuff I think on on Infowars is right. Some of it's wrong. And uh, she said some of the wrong stuff, and, and people got, you know, went mental. Um, she's a good person. She doesn't need to be removed from these committees. I mean, it's not like she had sex with a Chinese spy or something like that. I mean, the idea that, that she's been removed from committees and Eric Swalwell still sits on committees, that to me is like, you know, she, she never bang-banged any fang-fang. So, I don't know. That's totally inappropriate, I think. I, I, she's great. I think she's great. Look, not everybody's right about everything all the time. That doesn't make them bad people. That doesn't mean they're, they're incapable of, uh, you know, being a politician. You know, I, I actually gave AOC the benefit of the doubt for a long time. Because even though I knew that she was not qualified to be um, a congresswoman, congressman, whatever you want to say. I felt that even, and, and of course she's wrong about everything. Of course she is. Of course she is. And she barely even knows what she's talking about most of the time. But I actually thought that her heart was in the right place. I thought that her heart was in the right place. And I, you know, and this goes back to what I was talking about before, about that person that contacted me that's, that's connected to her. Um, once she started saying that you know, that, that she, she was in her office and the Trump supporters got in and they were saying, where is she? And that she was scared she was going to die. And that she had to like, you know, she, like, okay. That was a lie. All right. Flat out, it was a lie. No question. There, there were no Trump supporters in there. Now, there is, I, I give her the slight possibility still that maybe she thought there were Trump supporters in her offices when it was like a security guard asking where is she because they wanted to evacuate the building or something like that. Okay, but if that's the case, if she really thought it was Trump supporters and it was a security guard or something like that, then she should be a little bit embarrassed, you know, that she made that mistake. Or the truth is she is pretending that Trump supporters got into her offices. Trump supporters did not get into her offices. She's lying about that. She has never apologized for it. She has never backed down. She keeps pretending that this is true. This is obviously a blatant lie. And so, you know, I used to think that, I used to believe that AOC, as uninformed as she was, as low IQ as she was, as unprepared for office as she was, as, you know, and she doesn't even have really control of her office. She's controlled by these Justice Democrat folks. Um, but despite all those flaws, I thought, well, at least her heart's in the right place. She, I thought she was a genuine believer in leftist causes. I thought she really believed in all this crap about the Green New Deal and equity and all this. I thought that she was just a little too stupid to understand that those things were wrong. So I gave her the benefit of the doubt always. But the reality is, I don't even think she believes any of that stuff anymore. Because how can you just go on to social media and just lie to people's faces like that? I, I, I'm so mad at her, actually, because despite the fact that I thought she was unfit for office, I never had a problem with her personally because I always thought that she was genuine. I thought she was genuinely stupid, but I thought she was genuine. And I feel betrayed, actually. Even, even though I'm a conservative, even though I never agreed with her on anything, I gave her the benefit of the doubt, and I feel betrayed about that. And this person that I was talking to today, messaging, and I said to this person, I said, 
I complained about this. I said she lied. This person never actually contradicted me. They, they never said, no, no, she didn't. Uh, she, she was telling the truth. She was right. And so I don't know if this person has spoken to her since then about this, but they seem to agree with me that it was a lie, not agree with me, you know, in a positive sense, but in the negative sense of they didn't deny it, that this was a lie, this was false. In fact, they brought up the case of a conservative who they said claimed something that wasn't true once. And I said, yeah, but that person believed what they were saying was true. If you know what you're saying is a lie, that is, that's bad. If you say something that isn't true, but you believe it's true, I mean, that's bad, but it's not really your fault. I mean, you, you, you can only say what you think is true at any given moment. Uh, people make mistakes. I can, I can leave room for that. I will not leave room for somebody just straight up lying to their constituents, lying to the American people for some kind of political gain. So I'm pissed off at AOC right now for lying about that stuff. But anyway, sorry, that's a bit of a tangent. That was an interesting Q&A. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alberta Mark asking, do you think they're going to recall Newsom? Yeah, I do think they're going to recall Newsom. I don't think so. You don't think, you think they're going to no. wiggle their way out of well, it? Well, now they started uh, <clears throat> verifying signatures. Yeah. The problem is once they have the runoff election, he, he can run and he can still win the runoff election. I think he can still... Run off. He's been governor for like how many years? Like six? It doesn't matter. I think that he can... I think he can still participate. If he's recalled, I think he can still participate in, the, in you know, to be... Because we have to have a special election after the recall. And I think he can be part of the special election. He can be elected again. I think that's how it works. Am I wrong, guys? You can let me know. Anyway, I think that's it for the show. Unless you have something particularly interesting to, to talk about. <laughs> yes, that's a very interesting question from Zuzu. What floor are you guys on? <laughs> nice try, Zuzu. Nice try. <laughs> We're on a high floor. High up. All right. Well, that's it for us. Uh, thank you guys for watching. I still haven't figured out what my closing line is going to be, but um, what do you think, darling? Do you have anything off the top of your head? Nope. All right. Uh, okay. I got something. You ready? Yep. All right, folks. Stay tuned. Tomorrow, same toxic time, same toxic channel. Valeria's toxic. I'm masculine. Together, we're toxically masculine. Is that no? That's not right. We're toxic masculinity. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot the name of the channel. All right, guys. Toxic masculinity. Weekdays, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific.